Hey y'all, and welcome to Victory Praise and Worship Podcast. My name is Kiana, and I will be your host. Today's message is the finale of the preseason series titled, You Are Protective. The scripture is from Psalms 91, verses 1 through 4, and it reads, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from daily disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. The next voice you will hear is of Pastor Daniel Spence. I pray this message blesses you all. Stay tuned. So I want to talk today from the subject of your protected. Yeah. Still the preseason, but you're protected. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you now for what's already happened in the place. God, we ask you now to, to prepare the hearts, prepare the minds of these your people, oh God, to receive your word. I pray now that something is said or something that is done will change somebody's life forever. In Jesus' name, amen. I need my phone real quick. Yeah, it's cool. Huh? Oh, don't forget that. Yeah. Um. So, so after the after school bash on yesterday, we had a few extra bags. So after service, if your child still needs a few school supplies, or um, you can come up and get a bag. It's, there's nine of them up here. Is it, huh? There's nine up here. So um, no fighting, but yeah, you can come up and get them. Okay. <coughs> I'll give you one second. Yo, I got a e- I got a text message um, yesterday, and it kind of blessed. Not kind of. It really blessed my heart. Um, from hearing the growth that they've had, <coughs> and I want to read um, part of this part of this text message. I don't want to read all of it because I don't want to say who it is. So uh, the text says, "Good morning. Uh, this is not for sympathy, just sharing growth." As of right now, I don't have a running vehicle, and then it proceeded to say why they don't have a running vehicle. Supposed to start a new job uh, on the fourth. I'm not stressed because I have faith that things will work out. When I read that yesterday, and I read that, I got like, just like I am now, and I'm like, ah, you helping me. So it says, um, I'm just confused as if the enemy is messing with me or God trying to tell me to stay put. I truly feel either way, God will work it out. (laughs) I said all that to say my faith has grown incredibly while attending victory. I used to worry to the point I couldn't eat, but now I'm just having faith. Now I'm going to uh, not going to lie and say my allergies may not cause my eyes (laughs) to leak, but I'm going to be okay. Keep doing what you do, blah, blah, blah. The, the reason I read that text is because that person is now in a place where they know that they're protected no matter what goes on. You see the text that says, I don't know whether it's the enemy throwing it at me or whether God's trying to try me. It doesn't even matter. All I know is it's going to be okay. The reality is we go through stuff in our life and we wonder why I'm just happening. Why is this happening? Why am I going through this? But the reality is we should be just like this person in the text. Like it doesn't even matter. I don't care why it's happening. I know the guy's got me protected through the whole thing. So that kind of pushed me a little bit. And I started thinking, 
about the sermon then about being protected and the preseason and all that stuff. Well, y'all know, again, uh, some of you may not know, some of you know because I've said this several times, and I say it again because I want y'all to really know it, um, that I was a star athlete at one point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Keep on, I may not look like it now, but at one point, I was a star athlete. Yeah. Yeah, body was in a little bit better shape than it is now, T, but it was, I was still all right. But the, I can show you that I still got it, Freeze. After service. I can't get embarrassed of it in front of everybody. So, so here it is. So, so I was a star athlete, and, and preseason was always the worst part for me. Because it typically came off of a season where you did anything you wanted to do. You ate what you wanted to eat. You didn't pick up no weights. You didn't do no running. You didn't do none of this stuff. And it's like everything you wanted to do, you did. And now preseason comes and life feels like it's coming to an end with every bit of workout, workout thing that you do. Feel like you're about to die every moment, every step, every weight you lift, every uh, sprint you run. You feel like you're about to die. I said that to say this, but when, when I was in college, um, my coach, my assistant coach, well, my head coach was named uh, Johnny McCoy. He came down and recruited me from here, Elizabeth City. Yeah, all the way from Maryland. He came to Elizabeth City to recruit me to be on his wrestling team. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. That's what I was, wait That's what I was waiting on right there. I was waiting on somebody to give me some kudos. Boy, your boy, that boy was good. I mean, can I get... Can I get something? Can I get an amen or something? I mean, that, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, he came all the way down from Maryland to recruit me to wrestle on his wrestling team. So he actually, so if he came down all the way from Maryland, he saw something in me um, that maybe everybody else didn't see, or he saw something special in me. So I was really, I really took heart to him. He came and sat at our dining room table. Our coach McCord was just, he just loved me, loved me, loved me, loved me. And then I get to college, and the first guy I meet, it's Coach McCoy. I'm like, oh, man, this is, this, is, this is good. I see my coach. He came to North Carolina. He met me. He really want me on his team. I'm here now. Things are going to be great. Yeah. And then he introduces the assistant coach, Coach KT. Coach KT comes to the room. He don't smile. He don't ask me what my name is. He tells all of us, everybody in this room are now on the same level. You mean, dude, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the man back in Carolina. What do you mean me on the same level? I'm the man. Everybody in the room is on the same level. Coach McCord then walks out the room. The guy that got me there, the guy I thought saw so much in me, the guy I thought really cared for me, now appears to walk out the room and now has left me with this guy who doesn't know me, who doesn't care about me, who doesn't even smile at me. Yeah. And I'm wondering now, have I lost the protection of somebody? I've came all the way here from North Carolina to a school where I know nobody. And the one person that I did know has now feels like he's now abandoned me. So the new coach, Coach T, I mean, he's good. He was Olympic. Uh, he missed the Olympics by one match. He lost to the Olympic gold medalist, a guy named Kenny Monday. 
So he lost to him in the, in the Olympic trials. So he was a really good guy. I mean, cut up, I mean, did all this stuff. But anyway, he would come in the room and he would work us out. I mean, we had the three days, the whole workout. He would come in and he would beat us up so bad. Um, at some point during the rest of the season, in the, in the preseason, I decided to quit. Because things got too heavy for me. Yeah, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. I, I, I was there. I knew I was the man because he wouldn't have recruited me if I, didn't, if I wasn't the man, if I, if I wasn't good enough to be in the room. If I wasn't good enough to even get the scholarship, he would never recruit me. So I knew I belonged where I was, but the pressure of everyday workout seemed like it was too much for me. And it wore me down to the point I said, I don't belong here anymore. It felt like everything was hitting me so hard that I couldn't handle what was on me. And I began to have resentment towards the assistant coach because he's the one that was putting all this on me. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. I don't know whether it's the enemy putting this on me or whether it's God allowing me to go through this, but it doesn't matter because God's got me. So I didn't realize whether it was, I was so upset when I decided to quit one day. Took my shirt off, took my, my sweat, my, um, cause we worked out in t-shirt and shorts. Took it all off in the room, threw it on the floor, went in the rest, went in the, went in the locker room. Granted, packed my stuff up to go home, I'm done. Then all of a sudden I hear a door open up in the locker room and in comes Coach McCoy. And I look at him like, where you been? When you recruited me, you didn't say nothing about an assistant coach named KT who was crazy. You said you were me on your team. But when I come to the room, coach, you leave. And you turn me over to somebody else who doesn't look like they care about me. They're putting so much pressure on me that I want to quit, that I've quit. And now you come in? He said, Daniel, I, I've allowed him. I've allowed him to put the pressure on you because I recruited you. I know what you're made of. I know you can handle it, but I've allowed him to put the pressure on you so you can find out what your breaking point is. Now, I need you to put your shirt back on, put your shoes back on, put your pants back on, and go back out into the room because I recruited you because I know what you're capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, I just... I know what you're capable of doing. He, he doesn't know. He, all he's doing is told, he's doing what I've allowed him to do to you, Joe. I've picked you and told him, look, this one here is good. He, he, he's he's going to be something great. So you can do whatever you want to do with him because I know who he is. I know what he's made of. So you can do whatever you want to do to him. Cause him to lose his job, lose his house, lose stress, have, have trouble in his life. It doesn't even matter because I know he's still going to trust me. Even if he gets to the point where he wants to quit, he'll never walk away because I'll still show up again and let him know. Yeah, I'm already preaching, y'all. I'm already preaching. I'm already, I'm already preaching. He, 
I'm going to show up anyway and let him know that I still believe in him. Colt came around and told me that. I kind of got myself together again. I'm like, hold on. He, so, I do, so I am still, I am still the man. I am. Y'all don't, don't judge me because I got little ego issues and stuff like that. But, but, I, but, but every one of us, every one of us needs somebody to tell us that you, look, you are who, you are going to be, you, I don't care how life is beating you up, you're going to get to, I don't care what you've lost, but you're going to get, every one of us needs somebody to build us up at some point, and God says, I'm that one. The text helps us understand something here about understanding about your protected season. Um, and I looked at it first thing in, in verse 14. Verse 14 says, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. So you remember I had everybody come up here. We prayed over everybody. I didn't tell anybody to pray for protection. But every one of them prayed for some sort of protection over every group. It's because they understand that God, needs, God will protect those. Point one is you're going to have to trust and love God. He understands if you trust and love God, then God will end up honoring your trust and your love and protect you no matter what life sends your way. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bad it sounds. No matter what you go through, God says, if you love me and trust me, I don't care who's, I don't care whether it's coming from the devil or whether God is allowing it. I'm going to trust God is what the text says. So God says, all I need you to do is trust that I'm going to be there. Even if you don't see me in the room, even if you don't see me around, know that I'm there. I'm going to protect you. And if it gets so bad in your life and you want to quit, I'm going to show up and open up the locker room door. And let you know, look, I, I knew what was going on. All along, I knew what was going on, but I only allowed it to happen because I knew you could handle it. Our preseason series, our preseason season. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord. It didn't say just trust in the Lord. It says, trust in the Lord with all your. So it's more than just trusting God. You have to use what's in your heart also and show God, God, I trust you. And I love you. And if I do that, then you're going to show up and give me all the protection that I need. You're going to give me the protection that I need when I don't see the protection that you have for me. So, so, so when I was in the room, he's beat me up. He's beat me up. He's, he's making me do stuff that my high school coach didn't make me do because I was the man. And I could tell him what I was and wasn't going to do. In high school, now I got to a coach who's not going to let me do what I want to do because my head coach, Coach McCoy, has already seen the potential in me and he knows what the enemy can pull out of me because he knows how good the enemy is at what he does. Okay, I'm not celebrating the enemy, but the reality is he is good at what he does. Hands down, he is probably the best at what he does than anybody else. Coach KT was probably the best coach that I've ever, I've ever worked under. He was the best at what he did. Coach McCoy knew that he could pull out of me the best that was in me. 
God understands that the enemy can pull the best out of whoever he attacks, but God's going to allow him to pull what you can handle. So in this preseason, we've gone through so much stuff. We've gone through some heartaches, some hardships. But the reality is God is going to only allow the enemy to work you out but so hard before he kicks in the locker room doors. Hey, I'm, I'm still with you. You ain't got to give up yet. Don't give, please don't give up yet. Please, I got so much in store for you, boy. You got, we ready to go to this conference tournament, boy. You're going to get to the Big East Conference, and I see you winning in the Big East Conference. I see you potentially going to the Olympics. I see, I see so much in you, but you can't give up yet. I need you to know, look, I got your back. I'm not going to let him do so much to you that's going to hurt you to the point that you still can't achieve what I saw in you the first time. So he called me back into the room. I had to apologize to the coach for walking out. I had to apologize to the team for walking out. Lesson, it was still building me up for something. I didn't realize that he brought me there to be a leader of the team. As a freshman, he saw leadership in me. So he brought me in there to help build leadership on the team. I didn't know that. But he allowed the pressure to happen. So that my leadership qualities of apologizing in front of everybody to make me stand out to be who he thought I could be in the first place. I could have easily walked away and said, no, I'm just done with it all. I'm done with it all. But later on in the year happened. I know people don't celebrate um, any achievement except for first place, but I, but I, but I let y'all know that I wrestled that year um, and uh, in the Big East Conference. Y'all know Big East Conference? Y'all know, anybody know Big East Conference? I'm talking about Division One Big East Conference. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Penn State. Y'all ever heard of Penn State? Y'all heard of West Virginia University? Y'all heard, heard of Boston College? Well, some of these schools was in that Big East Conference. Yeah, I mean, I'm just letting you know who's in the conference. Y'all heard of NC State? Okay, some of these schools was in that conference. That I happened to be on a team that wrestled in that conference. <clears throat> so, so do y'all believe me now? Do y'all believe me now? Yo, man, you believe me that I was pretty decent then if I was? I'm talking to you now, yeah, because he ain't a young man no more. You believe I was decent now? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so, so anyway, so, so in a, so in a year when it happened, first year, first year in college, um, wrestled in the Big East Conference, and I took third in the conference. Ain't too bad. I mean, it ain't first place. It ain't first place. And it ain't second place. But it is the Big East Conference. It ain't, it ain't, um, it ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. So, 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 but, but I would have never made it to the championships. I would have never made it to the place where he saw I could make it to. I would have never achieved the achievement of at least making third place in the, in the Big East Conference. Had I not given up, I mean, had I given up, or had I not trusted in and loved Coach McCoy? Because he saw something in me. And he believed in me, so he decided to protect me no matter what was going on. During your preseason, you got to understand, God is there to protect you. But you need to show him that you trust him 
and that you love him. And you do that by getting to the low place in your life of wanting to quit. And when he comes in to tell you, hey, you cannot quit. You can't give up yet. As mad as you are, as hurt as you are for thinking he abandoned you, you got to say, mm. Mm. but you left me with all of that. But you let him do all that stuff to me. You let him beat me down to the point I wanted to quit. And he just stands there and look at you. But, but I'm here now. And I knew about it all along. And I knew you could handle it. We got to get to the place where we know God is always there protecting us, even if we don't see him there. And that's one of the biggest parts of preseason because you don't see that one coach who really believes in you the most. He needs to see you grow up. He needs to see you get stronger. And if he's there with you holding your hand the whole time, you'll never get strong because you're always dependent on him holding your hand. All you need to know is that he's on the sideline cheering you. All you need is to be able to look over there every now and then and see him. You got it. You got it. <laughs> is that what you do? Yeah, that's all I need to see. He ain't got to be on the field with me. All I need to see, you can handle it. You were built for this. There's greater for you. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. It's going to come. It's going to hit you, but it's not going to accomplish what it set out to do. I love you, so I'm watching you. I'm protecting you. I'm not going to let him take you out. It's just your preseason. It's just your preseason. It's just you working out to get to the game. God says, you need to trust and love me. The, the next is found in verse 15a. It says, when they call on me, I will answer. Point two is, you must make the call. The reality is, y'all, the reality is, if I had went to Coach, Coach McCoy before, excuse me, before I got to the point of wanting to quit, he probably would have helped me out sooner. If I had called on him before I got to the place of wanting to quit, he probably would have helped me out of the situation before I got to the place of wanting to quit. If I pray to God <laughs> before I get to the point of giving up on God, he would probably come to me because the word says if they call on me, I know God is omniscient. I know he's omnipresent. I know he's omnipotent. I understand all that. But God says I need you to call on me. Let me know what you need. So much of us sitting in so much, we're sitting in a place of so bad and we're ready to just, all we do is talk about the negative things that are happening. All we do is talk about what's bad happening. Instead of saying, look, I don't care whether, I, I don't care whether it's coming from, I'm a, I, I love that text, y'all. I don't care whether it's coming from Satan or whether it's coming from God, I'm going to trust God. My faith is going to be in God. So God says, I just need you to have enough faith in me to call on me. 
Don't neglect calling on the one that has the protection for you. Okay, um, I was also um, <clears throat> I was also a star uh, football player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I wasn't as much of a star football as I was wrestling, but I was pretty decent. I was pretty decent. I was a I was a guard. I was a guard. I was a pulling guard. I don't know, did they still use pulling guards now? Okay. Got to mess up my illustration. I'm ready to mess up my illustration. I was a pulling guard. I was a pulling guard, right? So, so the so I was I was pretty quick. That's what it means. That's that's what that means, right? Quick and what? Y'all hear that? Did y'all hear? I, he said I was quick and I was strong. Is what he said. He didn't say that. He said a pulling guard is strong and quick. So I was a pulling guard. So that means I was strong and quick. Yeah, okay. I, I, I ain't as fast and as strong, but I'm going to start working on that too. I'm, I just called him. I'm going to start working on that too. My point is, y'all messing my point up. Y'all messing my illustration up. So, so my point is, my point is, um, what was my point, Stephen? What was my point? <laughs> Pulling guard, strong, fast, quick. Make the call. Make the call. Thank you. Thank you. Make the call. Here we go. Make the call. Make the call. Make the call. Make the call. Pull a guard. Strong. Quick. Here it is. Okay. So, so, so I'm a pulling guard. I'm a pulling guard. So, so, the, so the play. I need to get somebody else my message on Sundays and a couple of my notes so that if I get off place like I am right now, Somebody can just throw out there real quick. You're supposed to go to the illustration about. So here it is. Okay, I'm pulling guard, I'm pulling guard, making a call. So the importance of the pulling guard in a, in a, certain, in a certain play is that you got to get out ahead of the next player, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the running back, whether it's the fullback, halfback, whatever you want to call them. Your job is to get out ahead of them and make that major block of protection so that they sometimes can get the reward. Y'all missed it, y'all missed it, y'all missed it. I was a pulling guard. So my response was to be able to get the call. And it's my responsibility to make the call, say, I got this one, I got it. And I was supposed to go out ahead of the person with the ball. My responsibility was more important than the person with the ball. If the person with the ball didn't have that hole open, he would get hit behind the line and would lose a, lose a down, lose some yards. Everybody can look at him and be upset with him. But, my, but, but I got the call. I, get, I, I got to make the call. I got this. I got him. I got him. I so if I go ahead of him, I take the hit. If I take the hit that was supposed to be for him, I take the hit and I hurt. But yet he still gets the victory. Not only him get the victory, but potentially he can score the touchdown and the whole team wins. So there's some time in your life where you're going to have to take the hit for somebody else. 
because the call is on you to take the hit, but you're going to open up the hole for somebody else, and you still are going to get celebrated. You're still going to get the victory only because you're allowed to take the hit. Some of you right now in your preseason are taking the hit that's for somebody else. Some of you, oh God, some of you are taking the hit. Oh God. Some of you are taking a hit for somebody else. But if you look up, you're going to realize that all of us are winning. They needed me to take the hit. They couldn't take the hit. Remember, I was fast and I was strong. He may have been fast, but he may not have been as strong as I am to take the hit somebody connected to you may not be strong enough mm. somebody may not be strong enough to take the hit that you can take so God says I, they can handle it they can take the hit so I can let them celebrate. I can let them make it. But they can take the hit. You are designed to take the hit. But the good news is we all win. It just so happens that you had to take the hit. And when you thought you got no reward, the man running the ball comes back and buys you a car. Y'all do realize that in the NFL, these, big, these running backs, the quarterbacks, takes care of their linemen. Linemen don't get the paycheck that the quarterback and running backs get, but they'll buy them a car because they understand the importance of them taking the hit because they knew they couldn't they couldn't handle the hit. So God says, oh, don't worry about getting your reward right now. Don't worry about right now. It's, it's, it's coming along. It's, it's coming. You can handle the hit because I protect. I built you a certain way. I've protected you. I put a hedge of protection around you that can get, that, that cause you to be able to handle taking a hit. It's your preseason, y'all. It's your preseason. And God says, I've given you protection. I'm done. That's, that's it. Um, you were designed and equipped to handle the hit that you're taking right now. You're strong enough. You're fast enough to handle the hit. You're saving somebody's life right now. You're saving. You, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but why, where's mine coming? Yo, where, where's, when am I going to get mine? Once they win and they get that big salary, then that's when they buy you the car. That's when they buy you the big ring and the jewelry and the necklaces and all that stuff. That's, that's when they come and buy you a house. The reward is coming. 
God says, I just need, in this season, in this preseason, I just need you to learn your position. Because there's going to come a day where the game is going to come. And I need you to play your position. And I need you to get stronger and faster. Because there's going to come a day that I need to call on you. Because somebody else can't handle what you've gone through. And they need to hear from you. Look, man, I, I got you. I already took that hit for you. This is what you need to do. That's the reason of taking the hit. It's so you can help somebody else. But in doing that, God says, I'm not going to let you do it for free. I'm not going to just let you get beat up. And You know what I mean? I, I still, I will make them come back and bless you. Point three was honor. Point three was honor. That once you, once you get to that place of, of following God and trusting God and, um, and doing all that, God says, I'll put you in a place of honor. I'm going to just read this. It says, I will rescue you. I will rescue and honor them. First Samuel, 20, First Samuel 2 and 30 says, those who honor me, I will honor them. So in what we're going through right now, our preseason that we're going through, this tough time, this hard workout, this beat up, this every three days, all this hard work, continue to go through it because in, in our going through, we're honoring God. And if we honor him, his word says, read it, First Samuel, I think it's 1 Samuel 2 and 3, it says, if they honor me, I'll honor them. And the last one was verse 16 I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Once you handle your preseason, you come out victorious. Yeah. You come out victorious. Trust the preseason process you're going through now. Because the reality is, as we said in the first message, preseason eventually comes to an end. That's why it's called pre-season, because it comes before the season. So eventually, pre-season comes to an end, and you'll be able to play in your normal, festive, glorious season. What an amazing ending to such a great series. Pre-seasons have to come to an end. We have to trust God through the process and believe that he is going to protect us. Psalms 91.14 says just that. God, I pray that we all trust you in this season. Allow us to know that you won't put more on us than we can bear and that this is just building us up. Thank you for seeing the greatness in us. Amen. God bless you all. <laughs>